Blog Talk Radio. Feel my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting in my soul. Till I want no more Fill my cup Fill it up And make me whole Hello Don't think for a moment I never felt the pain You can't imagine The hurt and the shame They put the nails through my hand Pierce my side, please understand It wasn't easy But it was
hallelujah, hallelujah, Miss Cece whining this morning. And uh, yeah, fill my cup this morning uh, again by Miss Cece whining. And uh, God bless each and every one of you. Good morning, good morning. I'm so happy to be back. I didn't know if I would make it back today. But I told the Lord laying down last night, Lord, if you wake me up in the morning, I'm going to get up and do Jesus in the morning. Well, my text went off, and I had the TV on, and uh, the book, the uh, Acts of the Apostles was on the TV, and it just started blurring. I was like, wow. So he woke me up to do it. So I'm here this morning, and I thank God for being here. Good morning to you, Louis. Miss you and Sherry. Miss y'all over there. Miss you. <laughs> Good morning to you, Sister Irene. Miss you, miss you, miss you. Sister Dorothy Goodman, miss you, miss you, miss you. And I had a wonderful break. Uh, seven, well, I shouldn't say seven days from Jesus in the morning, but uh, not really a break. Y'all know how it go. And so I have some wonderful testimonies. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Some wonderful testimonies for you this morning. And we're going to talk about the blessings of Almighty God. Hallelujah. He's got all the power. Ah, thank you. There's no higher power today. And uh, I'm so excited, yeah, to share my testimonies and uh, excited to see the move of God. And I even had people asking me questions. Yeah. And so it was just an exciting week. Busy, 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 and exciting. And so we're thankful unto Almighty God for his blessings. I am going to uh, one more song of the morning. Uh, I'm going to call this a special request. And so I'm going to this one, and we won't play it all the way through. But as much as I possibly can stop it, I will. But listen, Richard Smallwood this morning, center of my joy. Sadness, you are the laughter 
hallelujah, Mr. Richard Smallwood and Jesus, you're the center of my joy. If he really the center of your joy this morning, do it give you joy to wake up and tell him thank you. Is it a joy to know him? Is it a joy spending time talking to him? Yeah, Jesus, he's the center of my joy. He's everything I need and more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I never knew a God like this God. I never knew a son like the son. I never knew anyone like this but him. He's the center of my joy. To be honest with you, without him, I don't have life. Hey, glory, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. He's my life. Because of him, I'm breathing. Without him, I can't do nothing. I'm telling you the honest truth. I may want to step in, can't do it. But what I say, Lord, teach me, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, show me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Listen, let's pray so I can get to some of these testimonies. I'm about to start telling them <laughs> before prayer. So let's get to prayer, and then I can testify. And today we're talking about the blessings of Almighty God. Anybody know about that this morning? Yeah, things could be so much worse. Oh, but the blessings of Almighty God, they yet shine for me. They yet come upon me, and he yet blesses me, yeah, almighty God, Jehovah, the God that have all power, there's no higher power, when you hear me say the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, including that devil, everything belongs to God, I, I'm not telling you because I've read it in the book alone, I've I, I read it in the scriptures, no, I'm telling you from experience, I know this, I've seen the work of God, how he changed things, how he take, uh, uh, oh boy, let's pray, let's pray, thank you Jesus, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning. Father, we thank you for being our God. We thank you that we can come to you anywhere at any time for anything. We thank you that you're never too busy. Father, we thank you this morning for being on our side today in spite of us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, for looking beyond our fault and yet meeting our needs. We thank you for being there over and over again. When we are not there for you, you're yet there for us. When we forget you, you never forget us. We're your people. We're your children. We're John heirs. Hallelujah. And we thank you this morning. We come bow down this morning. But we're grateful unto you. Father, we appreciate you. We love you today. And again this morning, we realize that you're the great God. You're almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. Father, there's no higher power. And we're excited this day to be in you and you in us. We come this morning, bow down, asking that, Lord, you would teach us to walk in the spirit that we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. We come this morning asking you, Father, to encourage us, to inspire us, to lift us up today. And Lord, for those that have constantly been waiting patiently for you 
and your blessings and your miracles. Father, I ask that you would do it for them today. Ask that you would sprinkle them with uncommon blessings. Shower them, Lord. Don't sprinkle. Shower them with uncommon blessings and miracles this day in the name of Jesus. And Father, it makes me happy to hear that you bless someone else in a mighty way. Father, it makes me happy, not just that I want what they have, but God, I'm thankful because I know what you do for me daily. So I know that someone else is receiving your blessings as well. Bring every call and every listener before you this morning. And Father, I ask that you would move today in a mighty way in the precious name of Jesus for your people. Father, in healing today, I ask that you would heal them. Lord, whatever they stand in the need of today and their heart's desires, I ask that you would remember this morning and that, Father, you would bless uncommonly in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask that you would bring their gifts forth and that they would allow you to use them in your service to be a blessing unto your people in the name of Jesus. For I'm remembering the harvest is plenteous, Father, but the labors are few. And I ask this morning that you would send more laborers into the vineyard. But, Father, this day, remember the labor that you called or chose each of us for. And, again, use us. We're your vessels this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm, Send your healing power like never before. God, what man said can't be done, we know it's impossible with man. But all things are possible with you. Touch and hear, share it today. In the name of Jesus, we thank you right now. We thank you right now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we ask that you would touch and heal wicked today. Lord, whatever the enemy has cooked up against us, we bind it up in the name of Jesus. And we cast it to the pits of hell, never to return her way. Whatever it may be today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Send what she need and more are in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Father, I thank you for the work that you called me to, the work that you chose me for. It get a little tedious sometimes, but God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you this morning. Can't thank you enough. And Lord, we come this morning to lift up the name of Jesus. We come this morning to praise and to worship you in spirit and in truth for the things that you've already done for us. Great and mighty things, many things we overlook. We don't pay it a lot of attention because we are accustomed to it. We used to having it. But, Lord, if you took it away, we truly would miss it. So, Lord, we want to lift you up. We want to remember all that you've done for us. For you've done so much, so many great things for us. Again, this morning, Father, things could be so much worse in our lives but you. Your love, hallelujah, your grace and your mercy, and we thank you this morning, hallelujah. We come this day bringing those that are incarcerated and those that are in every branch of the military. Mm. Father, we bring widowers and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus in obedience unto you. And love for your people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We come this morning, Father, asking that you would bless 
Israel prosper Jerusalem. Father, remember all our brothers and sisters overseas this morning, everywhere. Remember those who can't even mention your name, can't say Bible. But God, we know that you're able. You called them to a special work. And Lord, we ask for special blessings and miracles to fall upon them this day. In the name of Jesus, bless all our brothers and sisters overseas and strengthen them, O oh God, in you, in your word. Give them a prayer life like never before in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we ask this morning that God you would continue to bless America and the leadership. And Father, continue to have mercy. And Father, we ask that, Lord, you would send a shout out to Americans. And allow them to know without you, we can do nothing. Help us today to come back to you wholeheartedly. God, you know what it would take. Because we realize when you come back, you're bringing down a new heaven and a new earth. You're not going to even fix this one. Man has messed up so bad. But Father, we know that you love the good, the bad, and the ugly. You sent your only begotten son that whoever believe on him won't perish but have everlasting life. As we lift you up this morning, Father, we ask that you would draw men unto you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Bless this segment of Jesus in the morning and have your way here. Moved by your spirit here today, O oh God. And Lord, continue again to bless your people. Lord, move today on knees and hearts, desires and healings. Do it today, O oh God. In the name of Jesus. Strengthen us because these are great trials that we're going through. So, Lord, strengthen us today that we will go through our trials with our hands lift up, praising and worshiping you. We thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, Father, and what you're going to do. Great and mighty things. And we ask it all again this morning in Jesus' name. Amen and hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited. I'm excited. And uh, I'm thankful. And yes, yes, Brother Louis, we want to remember Brother Jermaine and uh, our brothers and sisters in California. We want to pray for them. Uh, I think Brother Ron is out there as well. So we want to keep them lifted in prayer. I looked for Brother Jermaine's text this morning. Could not find it because I wanted to send him a message and let him know we will be praying for you. I was already praying for you. But we... The intercessors here will be praying for you, Brother Jermaine, that all goes well out there. Yeah, so much going on. Hawaii. Y'all know I love Hawaii. And uh, fires and all kind of stuff breaking out. Listen, if ever there was a time for the people of God, that means the people God made, to prepare for his return, now is day. Now, hey, listen. I know we want money. We want the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. We want this. We want that. We're after that. We're paying bills. Listen, take time to prepare. We know the day nor the hour when he will return. And when he returns, we want to be ready to go. We don't want to be like the five uh, uh, foolish. There was five wise and five foolish. The foolish didn't take no oil for the lamp. When, When it came time to trim and turn the lamps, uh, up, they couldn't do it. When it came time to trim and turn them, they couldn't do it. They left the wedding 
the cel- time for celebration. They left to go get oil in the lamps. When they got back, the door was shut and locked. They couldn't go in. The bridegroom had already come. They couldn't go into the wedding because why? They did not prepare. See, we want to go back with him. If we want to spend eternity in paradise with him, we must prepare. Heaven is a special place. In and just every old body is not there. I know people think that, that God just let in and everybody, he let the cussers in, he just let uh, the pedophiles in, the rape, the, he just let everybody into heaven, no ma'am and no sir. Once they change, the scripture says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. Once they give Jesus their life, he changed them from the inside. If they continue with the prayer life, the Bible study life, obeying the word of God, preparing for him to return, lifting up the name of Jesus, witnessing in the public. Nobody never knew who they were. The only way y'all know who I am, I told you. I told you about my prison time. <laughs> Hey, glory. I thank God for that right there. I thank God for my bad days as a sinner. I know you don't understand. Had I not found out I was a sinner, I never would have known I could be saved by grace, the grace of God. His love. I I, I never would have found out he so loved me, he died for me. Oh, Barbara. My goodness. But we got to work while it's day. Night is coming and no man can see. So we got to work. And our work is to share the goodness of Jesus with others. Yeah. So look, I want to get started with this. Had a big week on Tuesday. They were supposed to slice the left side of the gum. Some people don't like to hear that. I'm sorry. And go in there, either shave the bone down or remove what was in there sticking out of the left side up top of my gum. Well, I prayed, Sister Dorothy Goodman prayed with me, and we talked before I went in. And to be honest with you, I wasn't so scared. I was a little nervous. And I said, Lord, you know I'm nervous. I said, and you you didn't give me the spirit of fear. You gave me power, love, and a sound mind. I said, but I'm feeling a little nervous. And I, I, I don't want them cutting. I, I don't like that. I, I don't want it, Lord. <laughs> and I went on in. Okay, listen. I got in there. Look, the strangest thing. The strangest thing. I got in there and the, the dental assistant come. And, you know, I had met her before and everything. I, and to be honest with you, I kind of didn't like her a little bit, her attitude. I'm just honest. Not her, but her attitude. I kind of didn't like it, but we kind of made it through. So I got in there. She was there, and she was talking to me. And then all of a sudden, the dentist appeared. Halfway said good morning to me. I didn't didn't like his attitude either, okay? Next thing I know, he's showing the needle, you know, in that little can. You know, the needle being a can. Yeah. (laughs) With a screw on top. I said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. I got to wrap my head around this. He backed up and disappeared. 
No, he backed up and he said, well, I can send you over to the oral surgeon. I said, well, I can't go over to Emory and Gesson ever. Don't ever send me back there. He said, well, I'll send you over to Dr. Wayne. And he left. He couldn't stick me and cut me. He left. I'm telling you, like he had an attitude about sticking and cutting me. I don't think he would have liked me sticking and cutting him. So anyway, the, uh, while he was there, the, the assistant said, well, Miss Pittman, we already sent you um, stuff over to the lab. I said, well, I'll sit here and wait until it come back. It's no problem. She said, well, what I can do, and she started talking a little bit better, and then she went around me and left out and come back and was working on something. And she patted the top of my mouth with a temporary padding. And it just felt extra nice. I'm honest. I said, wow, this girl is on to something. No stick, no cut, no nothing. And she said, press down. I press down. Open your mouth. I open my mouth. She put Vaseline all over my face first because she said it's a stick to your face and it's very hard to get out, but the Vaseline will cause me to clean it up. I said, okay. When she finished, listen, everything fit perfect. Everything, no pain, no nothing before. Ooh, the left side of top, don't touch it because it hurts. Because this thing was sticking out. It wasn't sticking outside of the gum, but it was sticking in the gum, pushing the gum out on the left side. But she fixed that. And she said, the more you wear this, it's going to push it in, and eventually it's going away. The dentist had told me that, but I didn't trust him. Not this dentist. I done been to about three or four dentists because I don't like people in my mouth with needles. That's just not me. I hate a dental appointment, but we have to do it. So listen, that was one miracle. I come out of there, no anesthesia. Uh, my mom was, she did put the numbing gel on it because she, he was supposed to stick it and numb it all up and then cut it. I did come out of there with a little numbing, but nothing I could not handle, no sticking, no cutting, no none of that. So I was excited right there. Come home, I baked her brownies. I went and got some stuff, made her beautiful chocolate brownie basket with stuff in it. They had a thing going around the office. What is this? I gave her a full pack of contact uh, lens holders. You know, the, what you put your lens and your solution in. I gave her a full pack of that. She said they didn't know what that was. So it was circulating around the office. What is this? What is this? And so she said, one of them said, oh, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's for contact. I had trouble getting them on the phone a couple of days, so I had to go back over there. And I went back over there and I spoke with the assistant. We had a wonderful uh, fellowship right there at the front there. Oh, it was just beautiful. And uh, she told me about the contacts and this and that. She said, thank you so much. And those brownies were so good. You could smell the chocolate through the plastic that covered the basket, okay? I put all kind of stuff in. I think I put her a zinger in there with the cream in the middle 
and uh, look, you know, candies and stuff. And it was just a beautiful basket. I mean, I, I'm not bragging on myself, y'all. It was. It was just beautiful, Louis. I, I could not help that. I read that the basket was beautiful. I made. <laughs> so the Lord worked that. That's one miracle and a great blessing unto me. Well, I'm usually... I've uh, been going to the flea market on Saturday and on Sunday I go down to the prison and Sunday before last I didn't go to the prison I went to church in a place called Mayport Beach, Florida and then um, this week after I had taken the week off, Nikki called me and she said, Mama, I said, yeah she said, uh, what's, what's going on the weekend? I said, well, I'm going to the flea market. I plan to go to the flea market on Saturday. Nikki said to me, no, you don't need to plan to go to the flea market. You need to plan to go with me to Armand Beach. Okay, Nikki, I, I like riding with you, but I don't like riding with you because uh, your feet get real heavy on the gas and use a race car driver. Her, her husband, and her son. Yeah, they, they real, um, they kind of make you hold on and every now and then scream, Lord, have mercy. Yeah, but anyway, I said, okay, what's going on? She said, Ma- Mama, uh, I've been invited to a presentation for a travel agent, a travel club or something. I said, okay, we'll go. I'll go with you down there. Because, you know, I didn't want her to drive down there by herself anyway. So she called me Saturday, Texas Saturday morning early and said, Mama, Mama, I said, yeah, can you drive? I mean, can you pick me up, please? I said, okay, I'll be on over there. So I, because she knew Thursday I had the oil change in my car and my brakes checked and, you know, the fluids checked. So she said she had to get the oil change in her car, and she took it to the dealership. Well, we, we goes on. Uh, I pick her up, and we head on and everything, and I get there. We got there late on Saturday. We couldn't do it. The lady said, would you come back Sunday, and I'll give you $20, an extra $20. Listen, they gave me two free airline tickets to anywhere I want to fly. Three days and two nights at the hotel of my choice. They gave me $90 in cash. They gave me a $500 travel card. Now, remember the three days and two nights, that's separate. The $500 travel card, say if I want to stay over here at... uh, the highest. They give me $100 off of that room. And I'll go through their program, and the room is only going to be $379 for a week. Listen, not a night, but for the entire uh, seven days, and let's say eight nights, $379. Listen, they gave it to me in writing. You cannot beat this. I had a salesperson, well, the the presenter, her name was Janet, and she looked like she was an Italian woman, but she said, no, Barbara, I'm Irish, and I'm from Boston. And we laughed 
And the salesman, his name was Tony, and he was Italian, and he was from Philadelphia. He kind of looked a little bit Italian, but he didn't quite all the way, but, you know, different generations. You've been in America so long, you kind of losing, you know, yourself. But anyway, I met these people, and they were very nice to me. Come over and talk. Oh, they would not listen. You know, when you go to presentations and these people come up to you, they want your sales. And and if you're a smart person, you see it right off the bat. It wanted to start off that way. But I want you to look at yourself. I want you to tell yourself this morning, greater is he that lives within me than he that is in the world. If God be for you, I'll often say that if you're obedient unto him, if you're working unto him, oh, the devil can't slick you. Now, he may think he have. (laughs) But when the proof hit the pudding, you're going to see God is on top of everything. Nobody's slicking you. Nobody's beating you. Nobody's using you. Yeah, because God is going to show you a warning sign anyway. It's up to you to obey the warning. So they didn't come over there with that. They came looking at me. Anybody ever seen a glow on a person and you said, hmm, it's just something about that person. I don't know what it is, but it's nothing bad, but it's just, you don't see this on everybody often, that kind of thing. So look. I talked to the guy, Tony. He didn't want me to move. Just stay with me. Just stay. I'm like, I don't mind talking, you know what I'm saying, to a man and and, and laughing and going on about my business, but you holding me hostage. Why? But I went on because you know me. If I get ready to go, I'm I'm gone. If I want to walk out here, I'm walking out. So I said, uh, I, I need to go to the ladies' room. He followed me to the lady, walked me through the door, followed me to the ladies' room. He said, oh, she's going to beat you to it. So another lady went in first. He went in the men's room, and they're going to tell me, I can go to the bathroom before you. Whatever. Go on, man. Get lost. <laughs> well, the lady come out. I go in, finish up, you know, wash your hands, dry them, come on out. He escorted me back in there. Well, I was like, now this is a bit too much. I told him about Jesus in the morning. I told him about Jesus. And this is why he wouldn't turn me loose, y'all. He wouldn't let me go. He had questions and he had to figure out how to ask me these questions without offending me and embarrassing himself. And so he just told me, he said, hey, Barbara, I don't know a lot about the Bible and quoting scriptures to me, it won't help me. But if you speak it in other words, in everyday language, I can understand. But I I need it spoken in everyday language so I can understand. I shared Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. Of course, I had to give him that. And then I shared 
some other scriptures with him, and I he wanted to know about smoking. And so I told him, I said, well, listen, when I pray, this is what come to me. It's not what goes in you that defile you. It's what come out of you. I said, now, if you're doing that dirty cussing, you gossiping, you talking bad about people and all of this, I said, God is not pleased with those things. I said, and another question for you, do you feel guilty about it? He said, no. He said, I don't feel guilty. He said, I was just thinking, talking to you, would God have a problem with me smoking? I said, I'm going to be honest with you now. This this is Barbara. This is me. Anything that God have a problem with, brothers and sisters, he removes it. <laughs> ah, listen, if you look back, he destroyed his enemies. Why? He had a problem with them. It, it, it wasn't a problem. That's what we would call it. But he saw that these were enemies and they were against him. He got rid of it. I believe, and, and I shouldn't say it because folks won't fully understand. You truly got to go to God to truly understand and get it for yourself. You can pray and ask God for you. But anything that will destroy you, I believe God will have you to change it. Food was destroying me. Food. I was going to die at the hand of food. I was going to let food be my murderer. God come and showed me change your eating the way you eat. More plants. Not just plant-based. More plants. Squash, eggplant, greens, cabbage, carrots, peas. Sweet peas, you know, the little green, they call them English peas. Some people call them sweet peas. I love those. Ooh, with some chicken and rice. Uh, change your rice to cauliflower rice. Change your pasta to cauliflower pasta. And you're still eating good. It, all you was after in the beginning is flavor. You forgot about vitamins and minerals and nutrients. You just wanted some flavor. So now you can have that same flavor or better, but you're getting all the things that that body needs to survive, to get stronger, to keep you going longer. I walked uh, 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 Saturday and yesterday. God is an amazing God. So when we got through talking and everything, I went back inside. He gave me an article about himself. He had been out in Las Vegas with Wayne Newton and uh, what the boy, uh, Robert Goulet. You know, back in the day, some of y'all know who I'm talking about. Some people won't. You're too young. But he had been with these high hitters, these high rollers back in the day. I began to read the article to him. He began to cry. Now, not because... Per se, per se, the article, but God was moving on Tony. He didn't even know what was happening to him. Listen, God was moving, not me. And see, they, they, they sometimes salesmen try to talk in a way where it'll move you. But God moved him. You hear what I say? Now, after yesterday, I'm looking for him never to be the same. Now, he may not admit it or 
He may not understand exactly what happened to him, but eventually he will. <laughs> because if God be for you, he's more than the whole world against you. And I know he was for Tony. I shared with him, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Look, he died for the good, the bad, and the ugly. God didn't just wake up one day to make the world and say, mm, I wonder who I'm going to put in here. I wonder who I'm going to let be on the earth. Now, he already knew he was putting the good, the bad, and the ugly. If we look back at that boy Cornelius, gave much alms to the poor. Remember him had a soft spot in his heart for the homeless and, you know, all kind of people. But that wasn't good enough. He had to get the spirit of the Lord to live inside of him because that's what keeps us from sinful ways. The spirit of the Lord is what keeps us from doing wrong. We need to know his word so we'll know how to live, how to treat others, how to treat God. His word would teach us all of this. But daily I come with everyday talking so that you can understand. <laughs> God is amazing. That's all I know. And the earth is his, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Everything and everybody belong to him. Again, including that evil devil. Yeah. But we have to seek him to find him. We have to knock on his door to get him to open it. We have to ask him so that it can be given unto us. I can take you with the preacher, the choir, the deacons, and the church. One-on-one, -on -one, you have to go to God for yourself and make a conscious decision about you and him, about whether or not you believe your faith. Because now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Look, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Noah, all these people, these older Deborah, Priscilla, Aquila, Paul, Peter, they obtained a good report by faith, through faith, believing what they didn't even see, believing God and believing his word and believing that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You must seek him for yourself today. And I promise you, you'll find him. Yeah, he's no respecter person. He's not against you or hate you because you don't know his word. You don't know how to pray. No, that's not the thing. Come unto me. Come here. All that are burdened and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. For my yoke, take my, is it the burden, Lewis? Upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do that and watch how God moves in your life. But you got to be for real, sincere. Yeah. When I come to God, I had a made up mind. I said, if he's real, I don't care what it takes to be real in him or to stay with him or to be with him. That's what I'm going to do. And I felt like I, I was guilty. I had done so much wrong. Yeah, I had sold the dope. I had laid with men I wasn't married to. You know, I I, I, I was loving money and just, just crazy. I was about the world life. You know, worldly people, they, they, they just do anything they think. 
I was about the worldly life. I was about the expensive stuff and the money and the looking. I was just foolishness. None of that could save me. You hear me? I wouldn't have cared if I had $20,000 million. It could not have saved me. I don't care how many houses I had on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. It couldn't save me. I don't care how many fancy sport cars and luxury cars I drove. It could not save me. I don't care how much money in the bank. I don't care what prestige I had. I pull up to the restaurant and people just fall out because of what I'm driving. Listen, none of that could have saved me. I needed a risen Savior. I need the one that God sent because he loved me. The one that sacrificed his life for me. I went to the altar and I asked God to forgive me because I realized I was a sinner. I had been doing all these wrong things. I wasn't going to Sunday school on Sunday morning. I was hanging out in the club late Saturday night. And out in the country, if I could, on Sunday night. Smoking weed and drinking Crown Royal and all this foolishness. But I went I went to the altar with a well made up mind. I'm 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 on Jerry, just call in. Can can you call in? Okay. All right. So look, uh went to the altar with a well made up mind because I believed that there was a God but I, I didn't know him. I heard of him but I didn't know him personally. So I went to him personally without knowing I was going to him. Look it up in the sky saying this. God, if you are real, and I don't know that you're real, I want to believe that you're real. I heard that you was real, but I don't really know. But if you are real, I want to be just as real in you as you are real. That's what I told him. And when I told him this, I sincerely meant it, and he knew it. That was praying. At the time, I didn't know that's what it was. Well, in a little while, the Bible interests me. Not, not, not yesterday, not tomorrow, but that same day. I found myself looking in the Bible, the King James. And as I'm looking in there, I began to read. And what I was reading, I finally began to understand. Yeah. In the beginning, God created. He come working. He made. <laughs> so I started understanding, you know, understanding things, and I continued. I, I found my, my prayer closet was on the side of my bed. So I began to kneel down that morning, noon, and night, and through the day, you know, when I was feeling a little awkward or, you know, I don't know. I would go and I would kneel down in my prayer closet. I would read my Bible, read my Bible, read my Bible, praying all through the day and stuff, you know. So I found out I built a relationship with him. One morning I prayed right after uh, I had received him, right after I started believing. And I, I got up from the side of the bed, but this was my prayer when I was done. I said, Lord, let me die so you can live in me. Now, where that come from, I, I don't know. I had never even heard that before. 
but it just came out of my mouth and from a sincere place in my heart. I said, Lord, let me die so you can live in me. When I got up and the way my bed was in the in the, the, the mirror, what they call it? The dresser, yeah, the dresser have the mirror. The chest of drawers just have drawers. So the the the, the the uh, mirror part, the dresser. When I looked in the mirror, I looked again. This is the honest truth. I have no reason to get up 7 o'clock in the morning lying to nobody about what happened to me. When I looked in the mirror, I didn't recognize myself. And I said it just like this. I said, Lord, where's Barbara? And, and look, I didn't hear a real audio voice. But I could hear it in my spirit. You asked me to let her die so I could live. Do y'all hear that? (laughs) This is true. I'm telling you the honest truth. God is real and he speaks to his people. And some people, like I said the other day, they chase after the prophets and the prophetess and, and, and things like this, hoping to get a word for the future. But do you know God will speak to you if you get real with him? He has already spoken to you. You just didn't know the voice of God. Do you know God has even spoken to the unsaved, the people who don't believe? He's spoken to them. They just didn't believe. Some of us, we just didn't know. The man who sealed the deal with me yesterday on the... um, travel plan uh, program I was sharing with him and of course he said he understood but he really didn't want that card but he said this to me he said uh, the gift of prophecy he said yeah I know what that means to prophesy he said do you see something do you hear something and I kind of explained it to him it's never me Another thing, I never know when God is really going to use that gift through me. I don't know. I got to be honest. I'm here and I'm talking of his goodness. I'm here and I'm talking what his words say. And he just starts speaking, tell Anthony, da-da-da-da-da. Tell Irene, do da 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 Tell Dr. Goodman, da-da-da-da-da. Tell Wicked. I'm like, it's what he does. It's not what Barbara I don't have it like that. I'm not smart enough to know the future. I don't know my own. Other than it's time to prepare so that I can go back with him when he comes. So that I can come back with him to judge the world. But I must prepare daily. And I must obey his word. And when he speaks to me, I must have the spiritual ears open because he's going to speak in a way where I understand. He's going to break this thing down for me. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him. Listen to this. Preparing to go back with the God who loves us so much that he sacrificed his only begotten son. Nobody made him do it. He needed the right blood and only his son had the right clean blood that could wash us clean. What can wash me, wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So I want to prepare daily that one day I will see him, Louis, for who he really is. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to share that. Now, that's exciting to me. I know uh, it may not be exciting to you how God, uh, even in the midst of all of that, spoke and put something on their mind. Even if it wasn't but for a few seconds, they had the opportunity to get a closer walk with God. But we know how the world do. And it's already all right in Jesus' name. Have a request coming at you. After this request, we're coming back uh, with the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28 and verse 2. And then we're going to look at Ephesians 1 and 3. And also we're going to look at John. I call it St. John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. We're going to look at John um, chapter 1, the last few verses, and then we're going on over into John chapter 2, St. John chapter 2, where Jesus was at the wedding and he turned the water to wine, that kind of thing. Yeah. Listen, the blessings of Almighty God this morning. Do we want the blessings of Almighty God? Are you in need of the blessings of God? Because what he give, it won't add sorrow. Uh, another thing, as long as you want it, it won't go anywhere, as long as you really want it. Now, if you no longer want it, God will pass that from you. It can go away. But if he gave it to you, nobody can take it. Only he can remove it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the way you got it, a lot of times, it's amazing. Because, see, the higher-ups with money and all of this, they think that's the way life goes. It's all about money. If I got money, I can have this. Now, listen, if you get a terrible disease and you got money, you can be made comfortable. But guess what? It won't stop it. And to be honest with you, I, the only way I want to be rich, I want to be rich in helping others. Yeah, I want to the, – the, the, the money that I have – that's more than my bill money and more than the money it takes to take care of me, I want to be a blessing to others. The sick, the elderly, children, uh, special needs, all kind of people, overweight people. I like to just go in and get a group of overweight people, a group of 10 at a time. Take them to a place where the food is good, but it's plant. And let them eat as much as they want. The buffet is endless. All they got to do is eat it. The more they eat, the more weight they lose. It's not strenuous. Uh, they like sweets. So we have plants. Sweets made out of plants. Ice cream made out of plants. It's good. It's a great sherbet. My mattress just got here. Okay. <laughs> God is good, Sister Jerry. Yes, he is. So, look, I thank God for all he has done, what he's doing right now, and what he's going to do. See, I have plans, and people won't join in the plan. You know what they do? They sit back and wait until the plan unfolds through me. I've never seen that before. You want this plan, but you, you won't help me work to do nothing to get what you want. I got the key, but the door needs oil. And can somebody put a little oil? I don't have oil. I only have the key. You can at least go get some oil and 
and you can order the door. I can stick the key in and unlock it, but people won't help me to get what they need or what they want. And that's why it's taking some time. I'm only one person. Not everybody have a vision of what I'm talking about or dreams. And I've made it plain as I possibly could. Because I like to help everybody that's in need in the world. Because why? That's what God does. He supplies needs. And he uses people, excuse me, to help other people. Yeah, that's what he do. He used me as a vessel to pay somebody's electric or even... I like to send some people on a trip with all the comforts they need. They may be handicapped, but I can send them on a trip with all they need for their handicapped needs to make the trip comfortable and successful. See, I think like this. I know people may not think like this. Yeah. I think about a good train ride, and they get the first-class coach. I think about all of this for the elderly. I don't want them out mixing and mangling with other people. Now, senior citizens can. I'm a senior. I can do all of that. I'm closed in my right mind. I can still get around and do a few things. But elderly people, they're more older, even in mentality and in their actions. So, you know, it might be a couple. It might be a, a single person. I just like to take them on a train ride. I'm there for everything that they need. Everything they encounter, I'm right there to help them. Yeah. And I might take Nikki with me. Because, see, she's a, she's a bit younger than me, and, and she's more, you know, advanced in technology. She got that watch you talk to and all these, all these gadgets and gadgets. We riding, and uh, her watch says uh, speed trap. That means slow down. The, the state troop up there waiting on speeders. And I may have been one, y'all. Rose Brown, I may have been a speeder. <laughs> I think they road trap. And tell you where they sit there before you get to them. Yeah. So I was even blessed with that. In her GPS, I mean, that it guided me straight in. I said, what iPhone is that? She said, 14. Well, y'all, I got the iPhone 11, 12, 13. I'm three phones behind. <laughs> I just need a phone. Yeah, that I can talk on. I can send a text. That's good enough for me. But this thing do amazing things. My iPhone, they do amazing things. And I think I can hook it up to the watch. Uh, all kind of stuff. I don't have an iPhone watch. I have that watch. If I fall, you fall on I've fallen and I can't get up. I have that watch. Yeah. And I I tried to use it several times because I I fell two times. But it wasn't due to nothing wrong with me. I I mean, other than I wasn't paying attention (laughs) to where I was going and what I was doing. Yeah. That's what that was, you know. But I thank God this morning he's able. To see us through, I'm not embarrassed over nothing. I'm good, and uh, God has set me free. Whom the Son set free, S O N. You're free indeed. So I'm free. People can think what they want, say what they want. I'm happy. Jesus, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. And so I thank God that I found Him, 
and I know him for myself. So look, it is really 807, and I got one more quick song I'm going to play. Well, it's about three minutes. Well, let's say four, because it's three minutes and 59 seconds. I'm going to play this one, and then we're going in with the blessings of Almighty God. This is the Charlie Daniel song, and somebody's praying for me. Let's take a listen.
hallelujah, Mr. Charlie Daniel and the Charlie Daniel Band. Yeah, what you say, Louis Top Scout? Okay. Yeah, I enjoyed Charlie of many days. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah, I did enjoy him. <laughs> and that devil went down to Georgia, Louis. <laughs> I really enjoyed listening to that. Uh, I, I, I looked at so many movies, and I uh, had a good friend, and uh, he I'm listened Jerry. to a lot of Amen, Sister Jerry. Somebody praying for you. Yeah, I, I saw that Louis he passed away in 2020. Charlie was older, and I uh, I had a good friend, and that's what he listened to, uh, country music, and I learned to love it. And he taught me some things, you know, about the stories. And Loretta Lynn became one of my best top listeners. Oh, I used to love to listen to that woman, and uh, her stories and her song. And then when Coal Miner Daughter come out, I Got to look at that several times. And so uh, my dad, he used to look at hee-haw all the time. And, uh, some people may not know what hee-haw was because you're older. I mean, you're younger. But hee-haw was a country uh, show that come on every Saturday night. And uh, <laughs> and you know, we used to listen to that. You, you know what it is? See, I do. I see you've been around me too long. That's what I was saying down at the travel presentation. I do. She said, how many people like that? I said, I do. Yeah. And so she made a thing out of it. And we just had a good time. But listen, um, I appreciate good gospel music. And sometimes people get the, t- the tune of it mixed up. But let's look at that. Let's listen to the lyrics. Let's listen to the words. Yeah. Somebody's praying for me. Somebody went down on their knees for me. Yeah, Dorothy Norwood saying one. It says, somebody prayed for me, had me on their mind, took the time and prayed for me. I'm so glad they prayed. I'm so glad they prayed for me. Because things could have been way worse had no one prayed for you. Yeah, you didn't have no kind of cover, no safety of nothing. Let me tell you, prayer goes places where you can't. There's no way I could be in Germany today. No way I could be in Russia, China, all these deep Africa. It's no way Switzerland, Greece. There's no way I could be in these places. But prayer can. I know what prayer can do. <laughs> I know what prayer can do. Yeah. I'm excited to be back today. And I'm thankful for a safe trip to Armand Beach twice and back. Yesterday, I, I got to go to uh, Lara over there and eat a little something, the red rice and refried beans, yeah. And I, I did have a beef burrito over there. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. And a drink. And I come on home full as a tick. Feeling good. Yeah. And I had room for it. And then this morning, I do my exercise regimen. And I'll be good for the day. And watch what I eat. It's a salad day for me. Plants, plants, plants. Yeah, that's what I'm eating. Because I need to get yeah, some weight. I see the difference. But do you know what? I don't think I lost a lot of pounds. But there's a difference in my body, in the shape of my body, 
Yeah, from just eating plants. And so I started to exercise just a little bit, nothing strenuous, but working, yeah, some things. Yeah, they, they, they help that I can live a healthy. I'm telling you, I walk. Y'all don't understand. And remember that left knee? It stopped hurting, but guess what? I couldn't do all that walking. But I did some walking the weekend. Outside them people building up the street. I was like, look at you. When I had to go two or three times, I was like, look. Looky, looky. God is faithful to us if we are obey. Put the meat down. Put the greasy stuff down, Barbara. All the fried stuff. Let the sweets go. Stop eating all them donuts, Louis. You know we love them donuts, Louis. Barbara, put the donuts down. When you see the hot light on over there at Christmas Creek, ride fast on by there. I'm the, the police is not going to stop you. Just ride fast. I'm, I'm allowing you to get on by there so you're not tempted. Because who don't like the hot light on at a Christmas Creek? Look at Louis. Yum. <laughs> huh? Who don't like the hot light? Where you at? But after you've been off that kind of sugar for so long, when you taste things, it's extra sweet. Nick and I, we went uh, Saturday, I think that was. I got a slaw dog. And a, I, I said, you know, you don't eat them hot dogs. Beef or pork, don't stop it, I say. And when I eat it, it's like the top Jerry of my said, stomach Jerry, put it down. starts to hurt. That let me know. He got you off of that. You're trying to ease back to it? No, man. They don't have a... You want me to bring in some Krispy Kreme, Lewis? No, you can't have them. <laughs> he said, oh, Cali don't have a Krispy Kreme. I didn't know California didn't have it. They got one somewhere, Lewis, maybe now. Come on, Ocala. Who don't like the hot light? I'm upset over the hot light. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So look. Let's take a look at Deuteronomy. Did I put it up? Yeah, let's let's take a look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 2. Let's go right here. And this is what it says. First off, let's pray. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you this morning for another opportunity to come before you to tell you thank you. We thank you for your word today. Your word is a lamp unto our feet. Father, it's a light unto our path. And forever, O oh God, thy word is settled in heaven. And we ask this morning that you would sanctify us this day through your truth, for your word is true. We thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, again, and Father, what you're going to do through your word today, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and hallelujah. Deuteronomy 28 and 2 simply says this, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Now listen. I've been through the storm and lots of rain. But I can truly say I made it. And how I made it, I made it with the grace of Almighty God. I made it because of his mercy. Most of all, I made it because of his love. Because when I gave my life to him, 
I became a daughter. I became joint heirs with his son, Jesus Christ, but I became the daughter of Almighty God. And if you know anything about a good father, he loved those daughters. Well, he loved all his children, the, the sons and the daughters, but he really loved those daughters because he said they're the weaker vessel. Excuse me, I'm blowing my glasses. So he loved us. So look what happened. I came to him just as I was. When I tell you I was weary, wounded, and sad, I was pitiful when I came to him. He took me in just like I was, and he cleaned me up. And then he set me on the right path to get an even deeper cleaning. Prayer and his word. Well, I come on, come on. I was in a project in Alabama. Yes, I was. Over there in uh, Avondale. In the project, 41st Street, right up from Airport Road. And um, he showed me that if I continued in him, everything would be all right. Now, listen, what he had told me before, it all came to pass. He told me about if if I went back, this body would surely lay down and never get up again. Now, some people will say, well, Barbara, all of that because you gifted. Now, Sugarfoot, Honey Bun, Honey Bunny, the gift didn't kick in for me to understand until later. So it wasn't just because I was gifted. It was because it's the ways of the true and living God to live right and to walk upright before him the best that you can dare. He becomes the God of your life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. I made everything about him. And in return, he makes things that need to be made about me. On this journey, y'all know I love a good testimony and I love giving one. On this journey, I was in a bad place. I didn't have no money. Um, I had to quit the job I had because my car got tore up. Um, and I didn't have insurance. It's, 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 it's bad. I didn't have insurance on my car. I was buying a car from a guy. I let somebody else drove it. Car got towed up. I'm out of gas with the job. Well, I got four kids at home. I got to have some kind of income. End up going to the employment office, not finding nothing. Hiring signs, I stopped nothing. I ended up getting uh, what they call welfare, uh, money from the government every month. And it, it wasn't enough to take care of one person, let alone five, okay? Uh, I ended up, before that, I ended up selling drugs, um, running in the wrong circles, clubbing, all kind of foolishness. And once I met God, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. He started bringing me out. But look, he didn't just do it overnight. The first thing I wanted to go, and I often shared it with the old timers, I wanted that cussing to go because I had that head cussing demon. 
Then I, um, oh boy, all kind of stuff was going on. I thought men was the answer and that they would help me. Uh-uh. Uh, 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 just all kind of craziness. I thought the tokes of weed every now and then, you know, would make me feel better. Now it make me feel drowsy and hungry, craziness. So once I found the sun and I began to investigate, I began to pray and get in the word. I felt the drawing, and I felt so much different. And things that used to be, it wasn't no more. I, I, I didn't desire these same things. I didn't desire the toke of weed. I, I didn't desire, desire the clubbing, the crown royal, uh, land with me and I wasn't married to. All of these things just changed in me. Before I hit the scriptures to find out about them, it just wasn't my cup of tea anymore. I didn't desire to run with the same circle of, of kind of people. You know, I desired a new kind of people. So anyway, I uh, ended up coming on back to Jacksonville to live. Went to Orlando and worked and made good money, like $700 a week and that 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 couldn't be forever. God had a purpose and a plan. I ended up back in Jacksonville. Everywhere I went, basically, and got the opportunity, I would talk about the goodness of the Lord because he had changed my life from the inside out. I got to see me for who I was. I was not Janet Jackson wearing no waterfall braids. That's not who I was. I, I was not in the Irie or Remy Mom with the big hoops in my no, I wasn't I wasn't any of that. I, I didn't have to have the Theon nail polish in the the, 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 the Chanel, I, I I just didn't have to have that foolishness no more. Because I am who I am. I didn't come from a rich family. I hadn't made a bunch of money yet. And the way I made it, when I made it, it was elite. But no good thing. So God changed it from the inside out. And I began to walk and try to obey the scriptures. I didn't find Deuteronomy 28 and 2 at the time. I may have read it. And at the time, I told God, thank you. But I didn't just focus there like I do on Proverbs 3, 5 through 7, which simply says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him. And it's a promise he shall direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear God and depart from evil. Now that one, I, it, it just stayed with me. My friend Thaddeus, Minister Hendricks, gave it to me. And it stayed with me. And I lived according to that scripture. It made my life better. I didn't have stress and worry. Why? I wasn't trusting me. I was trusting the Lord. But I never got to do the Romans 28 and 2 and just focus there, day and night. Proverbs 3, 5, and 7, I could focus that day and night. But here, I didn't do it. But listen again what it says. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I had to hearken unto the voice 
of the Lord thy God. Now look, the blessings, all of them didn't just overtake me right away, right away. I told you I lived in the project. Uh, came back to Jacksonville. It, it was rough stuff. I, I lost children. All kind of things went on. I ended up as an adult back in the project. Had been to Alaska, work, made plenty of money. My retirement was set. Valak fell. All my stuff fell. Ended up back in the project as a single woman. No mother, because my children were grown and doing good. But I just could not live with them because the assignment was in the project. The assignment from God was in their project living as a single adult woman. I didn't understand. But again, I went to Proverbs 3, 5. I trust the Lord with all my heart. Because he was all I had that I could really depend on. He and I would never get in a fight. I moved in with my children. We was going to have some bump heads over there, have some odds with each other. I'm not going to like the way they raised the grandchildren. I'm not going to like the way she talked to her husband. I'm not going to like the way he talked to his wife. And I probably would have been getting involved in things that I shouldn't have been involved in. Nobody was going to throw me out, but they didn't like me no more because although I could cook and bake real good, I took good care of the grand, they weren't going to really like me. They was going to tolerate me because I was mama. <laughs> you understand? And then who knows? They might have not could take it no more. Mama, you need to go. Go on back to your little project apartment or get you somewhere. You understand? But I went to the assignment that God gave me. And I knew, I really knew that I had work there to do. And the enemy told me, he said, you scared. These people shoot you right now. It's one of the worst projects in Jacksonville. 45th and Mount Creek is one of the worst projects in Jacksonville. I went on. I went there a day that night. The police knocked on my door and he said, lady, how can you live in here? And I explained my situation. He said, oh, I'm sorry. Now, you got somewhere else for me to go, sir? Because I'll go if you're going to put me somewhere. By, I moved in that Saturday by that Monday, too, that got killed. I stayed locked up in there. I just come and go, come and go, come and go. But y'all know uh, <laughs> he don't give you the spirit of fear. He give you power, love, and a sound mind. I got hooked up with the management. And um, a few people, you know, they want to know what time it is. They're going to be a little nosy. I let them know by Jesus. Well, the management gave me permission to work with the children, the boys and the girls. I gave a lot away. I became the project candy lady. And because I could cook and bake, Nobody else out there could do what I, I was doing. Took all the money. Yeah. And people got to know me. People would come and borrow money and all kind of stuff to me. Ends me. Some paid me back, some didn't. But we didn't worry about that because it was my assignment for the people. Well, a lot of them became jealous, the old candy ladies, because... 
I took all the money. So they went to the rent office and began to complain against me. But I had permission from the rental office to do what I was doing, which they didn't. So the management asked, uh, could I close shop? I told him, yeah. I closed up about a year. The kids didn't stop coming now because I was no longer the candidate. And uh, Kevin Hart had come out with a saying, all right, all right, all right, you're going to learn today. And when they would come to the door, they would say, all right, all right, all right, Miss Mack, I said, you're going to learn today. Sometimes they would come to the door and I would say, all right, all right, they said, you're going to learn today, Miss Mack. Yeah, I had a relationship out there. Women fighting, I could break it up, all kind of stuff. Never worry about getting shot, nothing like that, because God is who he is. Well, I closed it down for a year. And my daughter, my youngest daughter, my baby, come to me. She said, well, Ma, if you find your little building, would you do something in it? I said, yeah. She said, well, I got my income tax money coming. When I get my taxes back, Ma, we're going to find us a building. We found the building before she got the taxes. We talked to the people. They said, yes. Moved in the building, set it up. God sent people to do things. I had no clue. Got it all set up, running, got everything legal. I believe in being legal, properly doing things in business. Got the tax situated, the uh, accounting, all this stuff set up. Began to do some stuff. It wasn't for making money. It was for ministry in that community. Dope world. Yeah, it was. Children going to school and I just, just. But the Lord had me there. I in the mornings, I did Jesus in the morning from that building. Yeah. A girl come bet. She said, Miss Mack, I'll help you. And that was a blessing to me. And so she would be cooking breakfast and running the store, and I would be doing Jesus in the morning. And you can hear the kids coming in before they go to school. I liked all that kind of thing. Well, when I got ready to go home at night, Men and night, my parking space, somebody was in it. And it really wasn't my parking space. It was the apartment complex parking. But it was right there by my door, so I took it as my own. But to be honest, I took it from another lady. And I didn't consider that at the time. And later on, it come, but she had moved by then. But it come to me, you took that spot from Precious. You never asked that woman or talked to her about the spot. You just started parking there because you'll know right there. But I started having problems with the parking. I went to the Lord three nights in a row. Lord, I believe my assignment here is up. And Lord, I'm ready to go. And I want a house. Three nights in a row. I was going to pray it that fourth night. <laughs> But he spoke this to me. He said, I heard you the first time. I'm giving you a house. I just need you to wait. Look, after I heard him, turned over on that right side of mine, went on to sleep. Now, the next night, I'm praying for something else and somebody else. But at the end of the praying for everything and everybody, and when it was time to pray for me, I didn't put the house back in here. He already spoke. So, when I know anything, I had a new truck, and I was moving 
on the outskirts of town. That's what he did. That's not what Barbara did. That's what he did. Deuteronomy 28 and 2 says, and all, thing, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If we'll obey him, he will lead and guide us. Look, it looked like nothing was going to happen. I, I want y'all to understand. My hair had grew long. I was just, and every two weeks I went to the hairdresser. Listen, I wasn't doing any of that. That wasn't Barbara. I did that when I was a little girl, went to the hairdresser every two weeks. But I started going every two weeks, and uh, people would say, oh, your hair is so beautiful. And I said, yeah, I go over to my, uh, my friend Robin. They said, no, it's not the style or nothing. It's just you got beautiful hair. And I would be like, okay, then, well, then, all right, then. Uh, my dad had nice hair. And I was going about my business, you know. But God started unfolding things before me. You want to go get your hair done? Oh, you like your feet done? Because I grew my own nails. Always have. You want your feet done? Whatever you want. I will pour my blessings upon you. I did things nobody else would do or even wanted to do. I went in places. Nobody would go or wanted to go. And all these blessings came upon me and overtook me. I can go, and, and Nikki noticed it, and I was like, hmm, Nikki seeing all of this. It was for her to see it. So she'll know. I go in a place that people just flop. Like, like, like yesterday. I mean, the people, the, the upper management was coming and going. The last man was the finance man. He gave me my, may as well say $100. He gave him a free app, plane tickets too. He gave him a three-night, three-day, two-night stay at the hotel. He gave him a $500 travel car. And there's something else, but I don't forgot what that is. It, it, it must not be too much money. It's why. <laughs> but look. Even him, I had to go. I was ready to go. I was ready to hit 95 head north coming back home. He wanted to talk a while. He wanted to tell me about his Vegas trip and how much money he won and what happened with him and his girl. And this, this. I had to sit there and take it. So I sit there and took it. And in the end, we laughed and this and that. And you could tell he liked me. You know, not like a man, like a woman, but as a human being. Yeah, this is a nice lady. She's good to talk to. She make me laugh. I make her laugh. That kind of thing. The scripture said live, live peaceably with all men. Wherever I go, I don't want to make no enemies. Wherever I go, I, I can't have black and white. I, I can't have all of that. It's just got to be me and you. Two human beings. And what makes the world a beautiful place what they call it, blue and diversity, is different. What makes America unique? What makes America beautiful? Is you have a diverse of people. You have multi-races of people, all kinds. I can remember one day I was, I was telling Shante, I said, Shante, 
I say, uh, she cooked this and that. I say, she's from Mexico. Shante said, no, mama, she's not from Mexico. I said, well, Shante, where's she from? Guatemala, somewhere like that. I'm like, Guatemala? I'm like, Shante, you don't know what you're talking about. She said, mama, you see two, three kind of people. Foci, foci. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, but it was the truth. She said, you see black, you see white, you see Mexican, and you see Asian people. Chinese. She said, you don't even recognize the Japanese people. I said, well, I'm not around them all the time. She said, no, mama, you're making excuses. Stop that. You got TV. You got the internet. If you need to learn more, mama, I I need you to get on there and find out more so you can treat people good and don't say certain things because it's like a prejudice statement. You don't mean that. You don't know no better, but you got to learn better to do better. Oh, she got with me, y'all. And then I started learning the difference in people. And it was a beautiful thing. Yeah. So because just because a person speaks Spanish, it don't make them Puerto Rican and it don't make them Mexican. They could be from somewhere else. And then I'm learning this too. Generations. As generations come on along, a lot of them lose the uh Italian, you know, uh, uh, the Spanish, they, they, because they in America, this is where they plan to stay, rear their children and be here for life and continue to build this country and continue to be a productive, good citizen here. No need for me to speak Spanish. No need for me to speak whatever. I had a, a preacher. Uh, oh, and I love this boy. I haven't talked to him in a very long time. But he was teaching me how to speak tree. You know what tree is? It's an African language. And he was working with me. Y'all know I had so much going on. I tried to learn the piano, uh, the guitar, just something all the time. Uh, but I will fly that plane one day. Don't worry. I am going to fly my plane. So look, I know this. God loves us all. And he want to bless us all. And we need to get it together the best that we can because the preparation for his return should help us to hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Who is your God? Think about it for a minute. Is money your God? Is your house your God? Is your car? What is your God? Is that job your God? Is it your wife? Is it your husband? Is it your children? Did you make mama out of a God? Daddy out of a God? Who who is your God? What is your God? We are the people of God here on Jesus in the morning. What I call that faithful few, Jehovah is your God. The God that so loved the world, he sent his only begotten son. That's why you come faithful every morning. He's your God, Jehovah. He's got all power. There's no higher power. He so loved us. He sent his only begotten son. We believe so we don't want to perish. We don't believe we're perishing because we're holding on to his unchangeable hand. We're walking in the word at the best that we can daily. We may not be perfect. The songwriter said, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. 
I've had many to tell me that. <laughs> and I laugh. Maybe I shouldn't, but I do. Nikki told me that the other day. She said, my mama, let me tell you something now. I'm, I done told you. I, I, you know, God is not through with me yet. God's still working on me about some things with her and her husband. Yeah, she likes to fight him and all of that. But, you know. But anyway, God is not through with me yet, Mama. I didn't say it was through with me. And, and, and he's still working on some things. <laughs> I laughed. I said, okay, now, okay, okay, now. You know. Yeah, Mama, I know, but I'm just telling the truth. And I've had many others to tell me that. I, I done had some cussing saints that cuss you out. And then they come to me and say, look, I cussed them out, evangelist, and you know God is not through with me yet. <laughs> he working on me. I said, well, are you working on yourself? Yes, ma'am, I am. That's why I didn't shoot them. I just cussed them out because I'm working on me. What? What in the world? Yeah. Go to church faithfully every Sunday. Some serve on the deacon board, sing loud in the choir. Some ushers at the back door, all of that. Yeah. So it, it makes me laugh. But we got to learn to obey the voice of the Lord. We want to have that spiritual walk with him. Let me tell you, I don't even know what I have. I, I know some of what I've got, but I don't know all that I have. They were just taking me round in the place and this and I'm like, what is this, Lord? Yeah. Because the blessings will come on you and overtake you. And this is what we're praying for. The Lord, your blessings come on us and overtake us. Teach us how to hearken unto your voice. You're our God. You're our Lord, our God. You're Jehovah, the God that have all power. Again this morning, Father, there's no higher power. You're the God that if we have faith to believe, diligently, faithfully believe in you, you will reward us. But Father, those of us that come to you, we must believe. And we believe that you're a rewarder of them that diligently seek you. We're seeking you daily. Not just because of the blessings, but we're preparing for your return, and we need you to show us the way. Show us what to do daily. Teach us how to apply your word to our everyday life. For your word again this morning, Father, is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Forever, O oh God, that word is settled in heaven. Help us today. And, Lord, we, we, we stay faithful in what you give us because we don't put the horseman ahead of the cart. We don't want to run climbing the tree and we haven't got the solid foundation down. We're working on that foundation. Good morning, Minister Shana. I see you got my text. God bless you this morning. <laughs> yeah. So we know that God is able and we want to stay with him. And we want to ask him for his blessings, uncommon blessings. Ask him for his miracles, uncommon miracles. And Lord, teach me to be a giver. Teach me how to give more than anything. 
because the more you give, the more you're going to receive. I know people don't believe that. People chase after me for their gift of prophecy. I'm telling you, hey, Sister Barbara, do you this and that? Hey, evangelist, do, do you see where I put my this and that? Hey, evangelist, you say he said he was going to say this and this. He didn't say that. Give it a couple of days, please. I can't tell God how. He didn't say how quick he was moving. He said he was doing it. They chase after that. They chase after that. But that gift of giving is the best gift you could ever have in your life. The gift of giving, did he say, did he not say, it's more blessed to give than to receive? But many times the believer act like it's more blessed to receive than to give. Two things about that giving. You have something to give. The next thing is giving calls blessings to come back to you. I know you don't understand. I was giving um, $100 a month to inspirational ministry. Now, if you go over there and you give that money coming back, I can already tell you. If you need healing in your body, healing is coming. Tell them what you want. Tell them what you want prayer for. Tell them what that seed you plant, what you want that seed to do for you. If it don't do it, can you call me on the phone? I told the Lord I wanted money because I wanted to do some things. Because I told y'all, I don't tell y'all everything behind the scenes. People think they know everything about me, all my business. Honey, you couldn't begin to imagine. <laughs> so behind the scenes, I wanted to do some things for some people. I planted the seed. The Lord multiplied it. I stopped planting the seed. The income dwindled. I said, what's going on? I said, oh, you stopped giving in the good place. Because I'm giving in a place where they spread the good news of Jesus all over the world. They go in places I could never go. They're going over there for me. My money is insuring I go. So I started giving that. I started giving a little more in tithes and offering to the church. Every time somebody asks me for something, and the Lord know my heart and he know what I got. He don't let it be, Barbara, I need $10,000. Barbara, I need 50000 He'll send somebody who only needs $100. And I got it. I said, well, looky, looky. Now, if I want more, I'm going to have to give more. So that's what I'm working on, giving more. God is safe and he'll do what he said he would do. Oh, yes, he will. Thank you, Jesus. I want all of us to be blessed. If it's your desire to have a house on a hill with a dog named Fluffy, I want you to have it. If it's your desire to drive a nice car, somebody may say, I never had a brand new car that I tore the paper off it myself. I want you to have your brand new car. Somebody may want to go into business. I always dreamed of having this kind of business. 
I want you to have it, and I'm going to pray that God lead and guide you in your business, even how to put it together. And you do all the legal stuff to have your business legalized. No matter who come in there, IRS, U.S., whoever, they can't touch it because your business has been properly structured. You are legally in business. You have all of your license and everything that you need. Somebody say ministry. If that's what you feel God has chosen you for or call you to, I want you to have ministry. Somebody wants children. I want you to have them. Whatever it is you want, somebody want to get married. Somebody don't want a big wedding. They just want a great, blessed miracle of a husband. Only God could have sent this man. Only God could have sent this wife my way. I want you to have that. I want a total healing for my body. I don't want to go back to when I was 18. But I'd like to maybe go back to when I was around 40 if I was much, much more healthier. God can roll your body back. He did it for Sarah. He did it for Abraham. Why can't he do it for you? What do you believe about Jehovah God? What do you believe about your God? Do you believe God can deliver what you want, what you need? Where's your faith today? What do you really believe? And when it comes to his word, what are you doing with his word? When it comes to his spirit in you, what are you doing with that? I want to look at something. I'm going back to St. John, and I think this is the first chapter. Starting at verse, uh, I want to say 45. Yeah, let's start there. Well, I tell you what, let's go up a little bit. Let's go up to 43. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and find Philip and said unto him, follow me. 44 says, now Philip was of Bethesda, Bethesda, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip finding Nathaniel and said unto him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now they believe, you see that? They believe. Look what Nathaniel said. And Nathaniel said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. Sometimes you got to tell them, see, uh, hey, come look. Hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come look. You don't believe I live, I live in a gated community. You don't believe that the house so big, we have church and nobody else can hear what's going on. Come, come, come see. Come see. You don't believe that I got that job. Come over to my office and have lunch. Come see, come see, come see. You don't believe this is my 
luxury car. Come on over here. I'm going to show you the paperwork. Come see. Sometimes we have to prove things to family members and close friends. Now, I'm not proving it to everybody. But you know, you never had this like this before, and you've been talking to your friend, you've been talking to mama, you've been talking to your sister, your brother, somebody telling, hey, one day I'm believing God to give me that big Benz, that big Mercedes. <laughs> People like that. I'm believing God to give me the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. I want to move all the way out St. Augustine. And I wanted to be gated because it's my house and nobody else is around. He gave me the land. He gave me the contractors. Come see. That's what Nathaniel said. Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, come see. 47 says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, and whom is no God. Some of us beholden to our nationality. You're not going to change me, honey. I'm, I'm African-American, and I'm going to be there until I die. Somebody else say, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. You can't take that from me. So this boy here was an Israelite. He said, indeed, in whom is no God. He was faithful to his call, Israelite. 48 says, Nathanael said unto him, whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, before that Philip called thee, when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. See, some people have to have signs and wonders. That's why you got to tell them, come see. Because they, they just can't take your word. They got to have some proof. 49 says, Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. <laughs> and Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou? Thou shalt see greater things than these. Isn't that what he told us? Thou shalt see greater things than these. And people going to see greater things in your life than what you got going on right now. Them same ones you had to go over there and borrow a couple of hundred dollars from, you'll be able to pay them back and say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you 200 interest on it because I really appreciate what you've done for me. Huh? Greater things than these. And he said unto him, Belly, belly, I say unto you, hereafter ye shall see heaven open." And the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Is there anything too hard for God? Is there anything too hard for God? Now look, he told them they were going to see greater things. That's what he told them. Look at John chapter 2. St. John chapter 2. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 2. Greater things he told him he was going to do than let him know I saw you under a fig tree. Because again, you got to come to him. Some people come and see. Girl, I was over there this and this. Oh, no, child. You didn't get that, did you? Oh, yeah, I got that. Oh, no. But you know, you come and see what the Lord has done in my life. I used to let people come here. 
because I wanted them to, to see Jesus, and I wanted them to feel the love of God. God cut it off. He sent Brother D to tell me something, and I know Brother D never would guess that God spoke out of his mouth to me. I know D say, uh, no, nah, I'm just telling you this because this is what I, you know, I know out here in these streets. But D was speaking, but it was D's voice, but it was the voice of the Lord speaking to me. My sheep know my voice, and a stranger, they will not follow. So I cut down on the people coming here. Yeah. But look, come and see. Some people come to your house. Some people come to Jesus in the morning. Some people check out Freedom Doors, not because they want to support and be a blessing or use it to bless others. They want to be nosy, as we call it in the South. They want to know what's going on in your business. And I don't know what this does for people. What it does, I don't know. For me to know your business, that it don't do anything for Barbara. It don't move nothing for Barbara. I have my own business and enough to take care of that I can stay out of yours. I have enough business to be busy that I don't have time to watch your Facebook page and, and see what's on it. I miss a lot of, you didn't see that on my face? No, I don't go to your Facebook page. I go to mine. <laughs> I have one with plenty of stuff going on. I have Jesus in the Morning Facebook group. I have a few of big, beautiful Christian women group. I have the group you. Empower the, 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 the encourage. I have these kind of groups. I'm not running. And before I got these groups, I never would go to people's Facebook page to see what's on your page. Because that's your page. I'm concerned about mine. I'm sorry. I hope that don't sound too selfish. No, I'm not around your page. I have to come down through my timeline. Every now and then I might see some stuff and come in. But for the most part, it can roll on through the timeline. I'm still not coming to your Facebook page fooling around. Yeah. I'm going to stay, as the church folks say, in my lane. And as they said in my household, when I grew up, mind your business. Jerry, mind your business. You're worried about the wrong thing. Your business is yours. And my mom used to say this, too. We have uh, seven days in a week. You got four days to mind your business and three days to stay out the mother people's business. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the things that people do. But when you're blessed beyond measure, you don't care. You really don't care. God had to cut it off. God had to cut the people off from coming here. He had to stop it. Because I didn't care what she had. Oh, you know, her silverware, she got that silverware from Walmart. Uh, I did, and guess what? It picked up meat, vegetables, mm-hmm. potatoes. It picked all that up. That same silverware, that fork, spoon, and knife. I still can use that knife to cut chicken or steak or whatever on my plate. So I'm not like most people. And I'm not into been there and done that. See, these people that they're just getting the stuff, I done had Chanel. I done had Theon. 
I, I, I didn't have real gold. I didn't have 30,000 on one hand. And it wasn't but a few fingers. So what they doing now, that, that it don't impress me. Because spirits come with all of that. And I want nothing to do with that. I'm seeking Jesus and him alone. I want more of him. I want to look like him when he returns. Yeah. So Nathaniel, he around there coming, is any good thing coming out of there? And they told him to come and see, and he went over there, and Jesus told him about being under that tree, and now he want to call him Lord and all of that. You are the king of Israel and all of that. So after this, remember, he told him greater things he was going to do. So looking at John chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Mary was over there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Y'all come on in. And you know, when you go to a wedding, you're looking to have a good time. You're looking to dance a little bit. I know how to let the slide if I don't know how to do nothing else. You're looking to uh, maybe have you some good wine over there. Not too much, but you know you won't have it. Mm-hmm. You're looking for the good wedding cake. Not nothing sold together. Because you done bought these clothes and you're looking good. You're looking fresh and fly. And you done spent some money on your outfit to go to the wedding. And your shoes to match and everything. Done went and got your hair boofed up and, and spoofed up. Men and women. You done got your three-piece and your this and that. You're looking for the good food. Yeah, you, you, if they say, you're looking for the good lasagna. You're looking for that olive garden thing a little better. You're looking for the mom and pop, homemade from scratch, original when you go to the wedding. You're looking for the real food, shrimp. and Oh, yeah, child. If they have tea, you want the sweet southern tea. You, you want the good stuff. So, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, they have no wine. They ain't got none. What? Who don't have wine at the wedding? Are you kidding me? I need them them fermented grapes. (laughs) Verse 4 said, Jesus said unto her, woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. Because he know people. He know us. Yeah. He know I have sons that, you know, I like to talk about. Because they do certain things that make me feel like a mother. That boy over there, they call him a bishop down there in Kissimmee. He know what I like. He know how to call me and say things to me that make me feel good as his mother. Yeah. Well, see, I called you because I ain't got nobody else I can call like this. You my mom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy, head just swell up. <laughs> so she said, look here, they have no wine. And you said, what I got to do with you? My hour's not yet come. Because after I'm dead and gone, you're going to be swagging around and telling everybody, he was my son. That was my biological baby. Jesus know. Verse 5 said, his mother said unto the servants, whatsoever he said unto you, do it. 
said, I done did that for the, for the bishop before. Hey, look here. He said, this is, go ahead and do that here. Go ahead on. Do that. Just go on and do it and watch what happens. You come out with an envelope for everybody. Put your tithes and offering back in your envelope and give it back to you, and we all pray over the money. I told you, just do what he said. See, she knew her son. Whatever he said, just do it. Verse 6 says, and there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firskins apiece. Jesus said unto them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim, all the way up to the top. And he said unto them, draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. Look here. Get that wine out and give it to the one that's over the feast because he know about real wine. He know what real good wine tastes like. Give it to him. Verse 9 says, when the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but the servants which do the water knew. The governor of the feast called the the bridegroom. Verse 10, and said unto him, every man at the beginning do set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Canaan of Galilee, and manifest forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Now look at this. He said he was going to do greater things, and he did. Do you know the wedding was a blessing? Three days later, they went to the wedding. They had a wedding, and, and they was invited. His mama was there. Him and his disciples were both invited to the marriage. They went on over there. And they had a good time. I'm sure Jesus had him a glass of that good wine. I'm sure. He knew what it was. It wasn't no junk. Turn water into wine. Now, if he can turn water into wine, what can he turn in your life? Think about it. What can he turn in your life this morning? I'm tired of going to work. Can he turn that around? Can he open a door with an income sufficient that you don't have to go to work no more? Can you give your business of your own and touch it and it boom overnight? How many seen overnight successes? I've seen a lot of them in my lifetime. Almighty God, the blessings of Almighty God, going back to Deuteronomy 28 and 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. I quickly want to go to, because we after 9 o'clock, I quickly want to go to Ephesians. And uh, that's going to be chapter 1 and 3. Ephesians chapter 1 and 3. I'm getting there, y'all. Y'all know I have to go find it right quick. All right, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. And this is what, what it says. Well, let's start at 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the 
faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be, to, grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I want you to look at that. Paul, he, he was an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, by, by his own, to the saints which are, which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. The faithful in Christ Jesus. Look. Hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Do you understand? Now we go on. We go on to verse 3 of Ephesians chapter 1. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. How do we get this? We seek in him with our whole heart. We have a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. This is how we're getting there. And we know that he's a spirit. And his word said that if we're walking the spirit, that we might not fulfill the lust of our flesh. So we're praying to walk in the spirit. We're praying to walk with him as one. Because when we do these things, it causes the blessings of God to come upon us and overtake us. Some people, I've been praying for years to be delivered from this whole spirit. It won't go nowhere. You're not obedient. You're not seeking God to be his own. When I was going through the projects and all of this bad stuff, guess what? Once he accepted me, I don't care how bad and what it was. I didn't grumble. I didn't complain. I went on through. Because even though I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I don't have to fear evil. Why? That rod and that staff, they comfort me. He'll prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemy. He anointed my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I can't let go. My house became his house. My car, he gave it to me, and I made sure it became his. Everything that I got, it come from him. So I make sure he know that I know you gave this to me. I give it back to you to use. But if we get caught up into the riches and, and looking like other people and, and doing what they say in the prosperity stance and uh-uh, we don't need to do all that. We need to obey God for real, for real. Seek him with our whole heart. Let me tell you, God will open doors you never thought uh, could be open. He'll open doors that you didn't even know doors were shut right there in your face. He's able to see us through. And yes, we work. We work. And we work while it's day. And then actually said a man don't work, shouldn't eat. Today is a generic term, man, man or woman. Because men are no longer taking care of wives. They're no longer taking care of children. It's the government and everybody else's responsibility. So women have to go to work too today to survive, to live, to eat, to take care of their children. 
A lot of reasons for this is we got children out of wedlock. We didn't follow the rules of God. It was our thing. We did what we wanted to do. We went with the feeling. We didn't go with God. But yet, he makes a way. He yet loves us in spite of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, the studio is open. If there's anyone um, have something they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. I'm going to this next song by Reverend Clay Evans, and it's constantly. I love this song. So uh, I'm going to dedicate this to every caller, every listener, those coming through the archives and the podcast. God bless you this morning. This is dedicated to you today, Monday, August the 21st, 2023. This is dedicated to you. Thanking you for your actions, praising you for your ways, because you are God. We find ourselves constantly thanking you, because you're constantly blessing us. And because we have an attitude of gratitude, we can't help but to react to your actions. That's why we stop once again, Lord, as humble as we know how to, constantly, constantly, constantly thank you. Oh, hey, hey, that I 
spreading the love worldwide. www.jesusinthemorningradio.com Hallelujah. I could get lost in that song right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. I constantly thank you for blessing me. Yeah. You turn my whole world around. In you joy, I found. I constantly thank you because you're constantly blessing me. Yeah. Hallelujah. You too see, I know what you mean. I got to see who sang that. Wait a minute. I did see the name. I think I did. Wait a minute. I'm going back to it. I'm going back to it. C-O-N. Uh, it says Reverend Clay Evans. Mm-hmm. That's what it said, Reverend Clay Evans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I love that song. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I can get lost in it, praise and worship. Forget people all around. Forget I'm on Jesus in the morning. <laughs> and just stretch out in the praise unto God, the worship unto him today. He is worthy. Listen, again, the studio is open. If anyone has something this morning they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in this morning. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning, area code 904, first three numbers, 441. God bless you today. And uh, God bless you, Sister Jerry. God bless you, Minister Shonda. You know, Shonda, when I see that 218, that give me a boost. That give me a little boost, Shonda. Yeah, I thank God for it. Because I feel close to her. I, I, I feel like that's my daughter. I really do. And, and when she said evangelist, you know how she talk in a light voice, that northern voice. Yeah, evangelist, this and that. I just love it. I just love it. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. Y'all know Sister Rita, my girl over there, all up and down through Tampa, Florida, all round up and down. Clay Akins. Okay, thank you. Who did I say? Clay Evans. All right, it's Clay Aiken. Uh, good morning to you again, Sion. God bless you, y'all. Go, y'all know she gonna help me preach this, won't you? Boy, that Sion have me laughing. Oh no, uh, Clay Evans. I think it's Clay Evans, Sion. Constantly. Good morning to you, Sister Irene. God bless you this morning. Good morning to you, um, Sister Dorothy Goodman. God bless you this morning. And, and to Wiki, 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 Sister Rose Brown this morning. God bless you. And uh, I'm coming back in a minute. Let me get 904 in here. Good morning, area code 904. First three numbers, 441. God bless you this morning. How are you? I'm doing good this morning. Praise the Lord. How about you? Uh-uh, I know that's not my son. Oh, yeah, I know it is. It's always a blessing to sneak in here and catch you in that word in the morning. <laughs> yes, Lord. Oh, yes, sir. You surprised me real good. Would you please, sir, call me later on? Please, sir. I got something for oh, you. Sense. Yeah. Yes, call me later on. Ah, uh, yeah. That's my son, Willie, y'all. God bless you, preacher. God bless you. Thank God for you calling in this morning. I didn't know what. I didn't look at it good. I didn't know what that night or four <laughs> was. Yeah, but I'm always happy. <laughs> Cause that let me know that's home. Hey, Sion, say, uh, tell him hello. Oh, she say hello to you, Willie, bro. William. Hey, there. How you doing? <laughs> What's the name? Sion. How you Sion. doing? Remember, Sion, remember from a, remember from my birthday when you took me out there for the red bath, and they uh, had the the bakery uh, in the 
they were the people oh, on her husband. Yeah. Yes, Lord. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. She said uh, her husband David been asking about you, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, tell her I'm still holding on. I ain't let go. <laughs> okay. Okay, they car yes, confessing you. Yeah, holding on. Well, you just keep on keeping on being David. Oh, that tickles me real good. Mother Sherman, yeah. Oh, that tickles me real good. I love that about him. But listen, we're going to move right on. Unless you got a testimony or something else you want to say. No, ma'am. I just thank God for being able to step in and hear that word this morning. And I appreciate God for using you and everything that's going on on the show. So God bless you. I just want to get in here and say thank God for y'all. Thank you, Mom. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. All right, we're moving right along. Who did I miss? I'm thinking miss nobody. Sister Irene, Sister Jerry. I think I got everybody this morning, didn't I? Sister Rita, Sion, Sister Dr. Goodman. I'm looking at the numbers. Sister Rose Brown. Where's that brother Anthony? I ain't seen him in a couple of days. I got to get with him. I got to get with him. Y'all know I keep a check on him. I keep the check on him when I can. So I'll get with him later on. And because uh, he come in here trying to call all the names that I, it, it's Sister Rita B. <laughs> Sister Rita begin with you missed the name. You missed two names. Oh, it'd be so funny. It'd be so funny. But we believe in just having a good time in the Holy Ghost over here. Yeah, because we got to have it. We, some people call him the Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah but you know it, girl. <laughs> yeah. We got to have that Holy Spirit. I got to have the Holy Ghost. That's what I got. It's the way he moves. Hey, glory, holly. It's the way he moves. It's the way he speaks to me sometimes. Don't do that, Barbara. Uh, call me by my first name. Don't do that. Now, if I do it, I'm going to wish I had. If I don't do it, I'm blessed. Don't go down A Street. Go all the way down to J. But that's way down. I could go down to J Street. When I go down to J Street, I'm blessed. Uh, I'm more than blessed. I'm blessed. I'm going to start learning to sing one day. I'm blessed. As I look around me, I realize that I'm blessed. Oh, yes. Ha! I'm blessed. Uh-huh. Look at this right here. Willie called in this morning. That's a blessing. Oh, look at here. Look at here. You don't know like I know what he does for me. You don't know like I know how he blessed me, how he bring me out, how he put me in places. Hey, thank you. I have people to check on me, people to get in touch with me. Yeah, live peaceably with all men. I try not to make no enemies. I got nothing to do with your color. You have to get with God about what he made you, white, black, African. You get with God about that because I don't have time for that over here. We are people and the people of God. He made us all for his pleasure. This is what I know. Hallelujah. Wait a minute right quick. Hey, uh, let me play this one for you, Willie. Let me get this one to you right here. See, can you do anything with this? I will dedicate this one to you this morning. Might as well put your hands together. I'm a 
But they run behind these people trying to get a word. We need the word, all 66 books. It's going to help us. Pray for wisdom and understanding. Don't let these people teach you any and everything and you miss the spot. Go to God for yourself. He made a way. He made it possible that you could come to him. Cut out the priest and come straight to him. Now, because sometimes the priest ain't right. Oh, oh, wait a minute, Barbara. What you said about the priest now? Yeah, sometimes the priest ain't got his life in order. He's still right here sneaking and creeping. And I, I'll preach you under the pew. That's why I want to go to God for myself. I want you to go to God for yourself. Get your relationship with him. Ain't nobody trick you, tell you nothing, because you hear from God for yourself. And ask him to make himself plain and clear to you. Because, Lord, I'm plain and simple, like your son Jesus. And I, I just need plain and simple understanding. If I need more, then, God, I know you're able to give me more. Yeah. But we don't pray for the right thing. We pray for the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy. We pray for the Bentley, you know, the big bins. We we pray for more money on the job and more position. But now I want to pray to walk right before God there, to treat his people right. I can't give an account of what you do to me, but I must give an account of what I do to you. Yeah. Every drink said, let the church say amen. Hallelujah. That's my boy right there, too. I love that song. Hallelujah. So is there anyone else have something they would like to say? All right. If not, I will pray us out. And we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for all that has been said and done. Lord, I thank you for really calling in today. And God giving honor unto you. And I thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us to come back this Monday morning. Thank you for all the safe weekend travels and the blessings and everything. Father, I'm grateful unto you. I give you glory, honor, and praise. And as we depart this morning, Father, bless our going out today. Bless our coming in today. Meet the need in our lives today. Father, send uncommon miracles and blessings our way today in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, you know what we're trying to do. You know what we're trying to accomplish. And without you, we can do nothing. So, Father, we are looking to the hills this morning from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from you. You made the heavens and the earth. Do it today for your glory. And God, remind us to give you thanksgiving and to praise you for all that you've done for us this day, August the 21st, 2023. Do it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Bless our going out again today. Bless our coming in, in Jesus' name. We ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. Have a blessed day. I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you again today, August the 21st, 2023, in Jesus' name. And so we're going to one more of the morning, and after this one, I won't be coming back today. Oh, we gonna have church anyhow. This is a good